Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Just Shiatsu podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Zielinski. And today I wanted to talk about this idea of spirit. So in the previous last two podcasts I recorded, we talked about what I'm feeling, and I talked about this this just general idea of feeling movement in space. And then last episode I talked about you know what is healing or at least this idea of what healing potentially could be and we or we I settled on this idea of maybe it's a little bit of this story we tell ourselves and that healing revolves around interpreting new ways to see the story and I want to be I want to be clear about what story means like I think when I say this it kind of makes you probably encompass the idea of all these words that come together to make a story. I actually think story could also be just feeling the way we feel in our bodies, which is another reason why I think body work can help us heal. If it was just the words we say, talk therapy would heal everything. So I left off with this idea that If we think about what is healing and the things I feel moving, I'm going to call that spirit. Now, I know probably this can turn some people off because this idea of spirit kind of has a a little bit of a religious context to it, I would think, theological presence to it. What I mean by spirit is many things. I think it could be interpreted many ways. Like you could think of it as your DNA, right? the combining of your mother and father to to the person you are doesn't have to come from some godly source but it is still considered to me that i would consider that a heavenly movement the combination of two individual people to create another life in this mysterious way that it happens i'm just going to say heaven so when we're talking about spirit and we're talking about heaven i often just view these as more like saying i don't know why but it still happens like we can see it happening but i don't know why it's the same to a young child just keeps asking you why until you finally say because which is just another way of saying i don't know right and it's okay not to know all the answers so when i'm talking of spirit and how things are moving inside the body i'm saying i can observe it i can feel it We can feel the change. We can see the change sometimes. But we don't know why that happens. So I'm going to call that a heavenly movement. I'm going to call that spirit. So I'm going to take a little bit of the classical description of what they say is spirit. And I believe it's from the Neijing Suen, or the basic questions. And I think one of the answers was generally, if we try to see it, with our eyes, it would appear not to exist. If we were to stop and listen for it, nothing would be heard. If we open our heart, this is where we begin to perceive it. And this is what I mean by saying that I observe the space. Another way I could say I'm observing the space is I'm opening my heart, right? I'm opening myself up to every possibility of movement that could happen or be felt under my fingers. And this is when things start to move for me. I also think when we're talking of this idea of spirit, it's our truest sense of self where no lies exist. 
What I mean by no lies exist is, to me, no lies exist in the feeling states in our body, right? We can feel everything that's happening in our body, and those are what's happening in the moment. They're there, right? The lies that come with those feelings are the way we try to logically explain them, or at least this is how I'm going to to leave leave it defined for the moment. So when we get to spirit, we also mean our consciousness, our sense of self, our individual self of sense. Self, to me, is a big part of spirit. If we disperse this idea of sense of consciousness to everything, like this whole sense of community consciousness, right? We lose the idea of self. And when it comes to body work, we're working with the individual body and individual feelings within self. So I will restrict this idea of spirit to the individual sense of self, at least when it comes to healing as an individual. So why do these feelings then pop up? that kind of maybe contradicts some sense of logic sometimes. Again, I don't have the full answer of that, right? The ideas in the text are that this is a heavenly movement. It's the purpose distilled by heaven. So it's a purpose that we don't know why we feel drawn to this purpose or this movement. But once we initialize into this this idea or movement, right, we start to feel more, we start to feel more whole, a better sense of who we really are. And again, it's the stories around us that distort some of this, right? Some people telling us what we should be doing or how we should be acting or how we should be, right? And that's when we get like these feelings in ourselves that feel conflicting at times, right? Somebody's telling me I'm supposed to be a certain way by the standards someone instilled into the the modern idea of what it might be to, to be that thing. And we then get aroused into a contradictory state within ourselves. Another way to think about spirit could be it's our ability to be in the moment and see clearly. Again, being in the moment is the feeling that initiates in our body. Right? And then we take ourselves out of the moment by relating the feelings to other things from the past or maybe some thoughts about the future. And when we get into this idea of being in the moment, I think is where we see the clearest. So this is, again, why I usually recommend meditation as a a self-practice. It's a way to self-actualize a little bit because you can start to learn to not let your thoughts be the guiding factor 100% in the way you move through life. And I like this idea of Wu Wei again, this idea of doing nothing extra and just being. And You know, when I think about that idea, sometimes I think maybe this is just a state where other stories aren't influencing us anymore. Instead, we become the writer, which is what we want to heal. So now let's get back to this idea of heaven and earth, right? Heaven is the I don't know factor of self, right? I don't know why I have movement in this body. And I'm going to call that spirit. And then earth equates to all the forms that this essence enlivens, right? So we call that body. So in the ancient texts, it says earth follows the heavenly movements, but it is the interaction with earth that influences the spirit. They are in a mutual relationship once they have bonded together. Though heaven is the movement, 
which then initiates the way the form can move or solidify in life. One doesn't exist without the other. For us to be the individual person that we are, we are housed within the body. So this is how we influence spirit through the body, right? Once they become merged as one unit, if I change the body, I change the spirit. If the spirit changes, the body changes. They become interchangeable. Where one, movement is still the first factor that allows change to happen, but the movement can be influenced through stillness or it can be influenced through movement. And this is what allows change to happen in the body. Now, another aspect of spirit that I find interesting in the classics is this idea of Shenming. It's this idea of the spirit of the spirits or a combination of all the spirits, which is just a way to break down different ideas of spiritual being or ways that we move through life that aren't defined by form could be another way to say it. So when it comes to accessing the spirit in this space, right? So we've kind of talked about the idea that the spirit is this movement. So we've defined that the spirit is this movement in this space, or another way to say it is this, I don't know factor of why life exists within a body, right? We could break it down biomedically and get to a lot of conclusions, but there's still always going to be a conclusion deep enough into the body where the answer is, I don't know. And one thing I've come to realize through just my study of trying to access this within myself or trying to access it in others is it it cannot be accessed forcefully. It can only be accessed by invitation. This is one of the key factors in when I give treatments is that the treatment always has to be led by the person seeking the work. I never force it on people by saying, hey, lay down, I'll take care of this for you, right? That is a full blown way to probably not get results. Now, can they happen that way? Yeah, but only if the person's open to it. You know, it doesn't mean that I can't suggest options to people and then they can come choose to get the work, right? That's important. Or even when they come in and they're not quite sure how they want to go about healing, I can suggest through my understanding of what I know ways that we could go about treating it. But I'm always open to other ways if somebody seems to have a suggestion of how they might think their body might heal better through being with me in in the body work that I can provide. I'm always open to exploring those. And I do believe that there is no one path that works for anyone. If 10 people came into me with digestive issues that probably all resembled each other, I can probably guarantee I won't treat any one of those people the same. Every treatment will be unique to that person. So if I'm not going to be forceful with this approach to helping another heal, What am I doing that allows another person to heal in my presence of my touch? So all I can do is open my heart to allow space for another's to open. It's important for me to get rid of the stories that I might have around their ailments or their, their aches and pains or their things that are they're coming in for. And I need to drop those and be open in the moment. And this is not an easy task. It's like you have to become the observer and let all your personal thoughts just sit in the background. You can't stop them. This is just like the experience in meditation, right? You watching your thoughts unfold 
And if you engage in them, you disengage with them, right? The idea is to, so we have to become the observer and let the ego go, which means we can't be judgy. And if those judgments arise, as they will, it's the normal part of your brain to be judgy. You just have to disregard them. Let them flow in and flow out without engaging with them and returning back to the person you're working on. There is no right or wrong when you're just feeling the heaven of another person, right? The movement is always just there. And without this sense of judgment or forceful movement that you try to instill in the body, it allows things to unfold as they should. This is what I meant by the feeling I feel under my hands and I just let it unfold as I observe it. And then there are some qualities that, you know, the spirit aspect of this movement seems to like, right? It likes calm and comfortable environment. In the ancient texts, they talk of it as being like a flock of birds. They easily frighten and scatter. So it needs a place of comfort and warmth to feel safe. And I think these are the main keys to accessing this unknown factor of life in another person. And I have experienced many things that I find interesting, right? Like I even, I'll give an example from a treatment I had over the week. I had uh, someone come in and express that they just had some shoulder pain. And I could tell by the way they were expressing themselves to me, they didn't really want any more questioning or any more they didn't actually want to dive in to the story of them. I could just tell by the way they were presenting in front of me. And I decided to just leave it as is and, and take that feeling in. So then we focused on this idea of pain. Well, while I was working on the body, I experienced some movements that were, I would say, out of the norm and, and addressed those feelings to see if they wanted to invite a different movement. And I was able to shift that feeling that I was having in the body. And then this person then began to have an overwhelming sense of emotion. There was a release in their body that I'm assuming was part of this counter movement. I didn't go in with this expectation that this would happen or this wouldn't happen. You know, I just gave them the space and safety to allow such a thing to happen. And as it did, I was making sure everything was still comfortable for this person as we continued. And by the end of the treatment, as this emotion, you know, came to fruition and moved through the body, the interesting thing was the pain in their shoulders had disappeared. When asked at the end of the treatment, how it felt was unable to locate it or give it any sort of value that, that had meaning. And this is just one example of how I try to just access this space and allow the movement to happen. Well, as always, I hope this was somewhat informative for you and you were able to take something away from it. I uh, recently just got done with a, a study on looking at a way I could perceive the body through Chinese medicine that might be a little different than the standard channel network. And I, so I did a study of, of the point system and seeing different sections of the body and seeing if there was some correlation between 
sections of the body and movements that are stimulated by those different sections. And I thought that my results were kind of interesting because there was a big correlation between parts of the body and the movements that are generally affected through some of this point theory. And I think that's where I want to share next is, is this idea. I'll just kind of randomly talk about the different parts of the body that I've discovered in this this project that I did and share it with other people. I think there could be great benefit to understanding how to touch another person if certain things are happening that might stimulate some movement for them that, that, that could help them move through life better. I hope everyone has a great time until we meet again. <laughs>